Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Nick Wright of Fox Sports 1 and First Things First. Please tell the audience the, the gift that you sent me well, and got, really the you show. You got a Marconi. You got a Marconi. <laughs> You guys were supposed to win that Marconi. I got my hands on a physical Marconi award. And, uh, you know, who cares whose name is on it? I got it. It's from this year's award. And I sent it to you because you guys deserved it. But it's a major award. I won it. So you guys, at least from the hardware perspective, have a Marconi. (laughs) We have Dan Patrick's Marconi. Yeah, you do. You do. (laughs) Best national radio show. You do. He sent it to me, and I sent it to you. We could go steal a trophy. People are going to think we're crazy for talking like that, but if you believe it, you can achieve it. (laughs) It is 100% true to say, for the 2022 Marconi Awards, you were nominated, and it is also 100% accurate to say you have a 2022 Marconi Award for Radio Show of the Year. Okay. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Both are true. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Should we talk about the take that I kind of stole from you? Nick, I just put the Dan Patrick Marconi on, like, the, the flimsy microphone stand, and it fell, and I caught it like a ninja. I almost broke Dan Patrick's Marconi. Live okay. on- well, that wouldn't be good. Breaking an award that I might have to return. <laughs> the idea of asking for a piece of metal back. I'm so sorry. That was mortifying, but it was a nice catch. Makes a catch! Mercy! A great catch! Under the circumstances, one of the greatest catches I have ever seen in 50 years in this game. One, two, three, and here we go, Here we go. Here we go, Tony. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. I feel a poo coming. I try to open up and be honest and just tell a story about parenting and fatherhood and toddlers. My friends use it against me. I hope that lives on. It's going to. I feel a poo coming. (laughs) That's what he says. It's what he says every night to get me to take him to the potty. No, it's what you say, apparently. (laughs) I feel a poo coming. You go. You can go. We can handle it. You put Ampy on a microphone, he'll go for nine hours. We're good. It's comfortable. It's what he says. Damn. Uh. I gotta I gotta think these segments through a little bit more. 
Like, in my mind, I was like, this is going to be relatable, mm-hmm. good departure from sports, a lot, side lot of, of parents Hawkins. out there. Right. You, Bishop is 24 months ahead of Owen right. in life. Mm-hmm. You could relate to this very easily. This is going to be a good eight-minute segment of radio. Downside mm-hmm. is that drop lives forever. Now, I feel result. a poo coming. It wasn't worth it. <laughs> it wasn't worth it at all. <laughs> Great. I do have. I, I have a, a proud dad moment. So last night we did T-ball. We've already and, taken the departure. No, just kidding. Yeah, I know. We, we had a, a, a T-ball practice last night. And even at five, you know, he doesn't pay attention very well. So they, they split up into two separate teams at the end of, of these T-ball practices. And you got a bunch of kids who were just paying very little attention. But they last week was a relay race. Last night it was a, like a, an accuracy competition. Which some of these kids, man, like even at, you know, some of them are six, seven years old. My son's five. But you can tell some of them have been playing baseball for a while. Got like great form, outstanding follow through, like home run swings off the tee. My son, like my wife was a better athlete than me. We're fairly confident he's going to be pretty competent in sports at some point. So we're not really pushing the sports thing too hard. He's barely picked up a bat before the last few weeks. He's not even sure if he's left-handed or right-handed yet. But they get to the end of the deal. They're doing the, the accuracy competition. So they have like 20 yards away, there's a ball on a tee. They want these just above toddler age kids to hit to knock the ball off the tee. Best team, you know, first team to three wins. You got team over there, team over here. They're rotating through. Coach rolls the ball out. Kid has to field it, fire it down there 20 yards away, knock the ball off the tee. It's tied two to two. My son's whatever, third or fourth turn is coming up. Game's on the line. They roll the ball. He's looking up at the lights. It's hitting him in the foot. He's gazing around at everything else. Pick it up. Short turn. Pick up the ball. He picks up the ball. He turns around the opposite direction. He's looking at other kids, at the coaches. No, this way. Turn around, Bishop. Throw it. Throw it over there. He turns. And he finally, I've been coaching him, been telling him, turn your shoulders this way. So you get all the momentum on the throw. Turns his shoulders, lifts that leg, and fires it over there. One hops it, just like he's throwing it to a first baseman. Boom, knocks it off the target. Everybody goes crazy. He has no idea. Why everyone's screaming. He doesn't know what the rules were. He doesn't know why he's been throwing the ball down there. But he did win the game for his team with very little knowledge of why it happened. So A natural athlete. Yeah, so he runs over, exalted, very excited about it. He knows he did something good. Mm -hmm. So, of course, he asks, Daddy, can I have a treat? Of course. Of course. Yeah, of course you can. So we're going to stop and get some ice cream or a brownie or or something. An extra dinosaur. An extra dinosaur would definitely be the first thing. These kids love dinosaurs, man. Yeah, they do. They are completely obsessed. Just show him my first pitch video at Wrigley if he needs to learn oh, how to throw. It's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, so I'll just, make sure I do that. I'll be happy to help him out. Right. Couple Appreciate natural it. athletes. Just just couple natural athletes talking hosting here. <laughs> right. Me and Big Air. I feel a poo coming. <laughs> oh, that was even better. <laughs> that was even better. Wow. I can't control his poop. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a poo coming. I feel a poo coming. <laughs> Just go. <laughs> I we don't leave. even need the announcement. Like, if you walk out, I'm not going to judge I you. I might leave. I might just leave. To poo? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe text us. Indefinite oh, yeah. amount of time. Good I might luck. just be gone. You guys can build this bridge to Bulls Pacers yourselves. <laughs> oh, God. Um. All right. There's no real way to transition from, from that to this. Marconi sitting right there. Make it happen. Big Ant Heron is in for Matt Spiegel on the Parkinson Spiegel Show. No, when I hear you, and you host on Big Ten Radio, and I hear, I hear you with, uh, he's still vacationing. With, uh, How is he still vacationing? It's, 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 honestly, it's irresponsible. I thought he was back from vacation. He was, and now he's on another one. <laughs> um, he, so when I hear you talk to Dan and Lawrence, mm-hmm. uh, you are 
very high, like many people are, on the Kevin Warren hire. Mm-hmm. And as the Bears president, and you see, and I don't want to put the words in your mouth, but mm-hmm. I, where I have struggled with it is, I've been like, this guy is a very impressive hire and very qualified to be the president of an NFL team. Mm-hmm. I just think that we have extra have, have overstated Ted Phillips's impact on wins and losses mm-hmm. and therefore are way overstating <laughs> what Kevin Warren's impact will be on wins and losses when he gets up there and he talks about championships and those sort of things and like I just I keep asking people including like NFL reporters I'm like can you name five presidents of NFL teams like it's not right it's not a thing that's talked about in other NFL markets. Mm-hmm. It's just not. Like, mm-hmm. you give me the best organization in the NFL, whoever you think it is. Like, Patriots? Would you say Patriots? It's Kraft's kid. Right. Would you say the Steelers? It's Rooney's kid. Yeah. Say the Chiefs? It's a dude named Mark Donovan. <laughs> I promise you, he's got nothing to do with wins and losses. He had a lot to do with the Rolling Stones playing at Arrowhead. Okay. But he, had, but he had nothing to do with anything. Like, Clark Hunt hired Andy Reid. He's just, the, he's just the dude that runs the business of the Chiefs. Jerry Jones and his son do everything in Dallas. You know, like, these are not people. Ozzie Newsome would be a, notice, a, a notable exception, but he's not even there in Baltimore anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a lawyer named Dick Cass. Like, no one knows who these presidents are. And I... I think it matters for like leadership and culture. I think it matters for a stadium to a certain degree, even though I don't think the NFL really allows stadiums to fail anymore. Um, and I just think the actual impact on Ryan Poles and the Bears and wins and this standard of excellence, I just think it's being overstated. The kind of think the – so you had Las Vegas, the stadium in Vegas was the most recent NFL stadium, right? It's SoFi, yeah, uh, out west. Also the Niners Stadium, recently. the Cowboys Stadium, the Viking Stadium. Like Cowboys Stadium is that is that like a decade old at this point? Or probably, uh, yeah, roughly, I mean, maybe even a little more or something like that. I'm trying to think the most recent stadiums. So, SoFi, uh, Allegiant, and Mercedes Benz, mm. Atlanta. So yeah, Atlanta, Vegas, LA are okay. the last three. I don't know the exact order, yeah, but but yeah, right. those are the last three, okay. and all have hosted. Uh, or are hosting, mm-hmm. you know, you build a new stadium, you'll get a Super Bowl. Right. If you're in a warm weather climate, you'll get multiple Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll get Final Fours. You'll now, and again, I'm not even disputing that there are, might be degrees of this. Like guys who have been to all the stadiums, are like no, U.S. Bank Stadium is better than a lot of them. I'll take your word for it, mm-hmm. and that's great. But it, but that's not how it's being discussed. It's being discussed as this like. This is going to really impact <laughs> Ryan Poles and the the, the culture is going to permeate the football side. And I'll even concede, I thought Weederer made a great point. He was like, the 2017 draft evaluation was flawed. And if Kevin Warren was there, there would have been a better chance that it wasn't flawed because Ryan Pace would have had to run his evaluation process by him. And he would have said, well, why don't you take the time to scout Deshaun Watson? See what you see. You know, and they're like, oh, okay, that's a reasonable. Was that difficult for you to say, by the way? That Weeder was made that a good point. made a great point. You said great point. It was a great point. Yeah. No, it wasn't yes. difficult. Record that? Was that? I mean, that gonna be I threw up in my mouth a little, obviously, okay. but obviously. I, I said it. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, like, I, so I, 
I I have just struggled with the savior complex mm-hmm. stuff that I and frankly the lack of scrutiny because he was hired by Ted, and when you say like lack of scrutiny scrutiny on by the media of just of just like oh yeah 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 this guy that a search firm recommended that Ted Phillips and George McCaskey hired great hire oh I mean. That's he, just surprising. He's not, he's not some dude that like came out of left field. He's been he no. was maybe the most powerful man in intercollegiate athletics. So of, he's, of he's a known commodity. Of course, but my point is is that these people do not normally get the benefit of the doubt on these hires. Well, he hasn't done anything to scrutinize yet. Uh but mo- Matt Eberflus got scrutinized. Right. Ryan Poles got scrutinized. Okay. Th- like, like, like h- people that these people have hired before have absolutely gotten day one on the job skepticism and scrutiny. Now, the, the names that you're naming are people who did not come in with a He's resume un- in this role. Like, and yeah. again, he, I feel like these are two separate things. I'm like, like well, he, I'm, the, he the only thing a, I'm responding to is yeah. just the scrutiny aspect of it. I just, I don't look at that type of I look at that hire as like very qualified good hire can we now start talking about football again mm-hmm. like polls has a bigger impact on wins and losses Eberflus has a bigger impact on wins and losses fields has a bigger impact on wins and losses this guy is going to make money for the McCaskies and build a stadium and whatever oversight he has by mm-hmm. the way on the football side he doesn't have proof of being good at that mm-hmm. can you tell me a general manager that he's hired that's been good mm-hmm. he's never done it before right. can you can you tell me a head coach that he's hired that's been good he's never done it before right can you tell me a draft pick that he signed off on that's been good he's never done it before mm-hmm. so like i have no idea if he'll be good at that or not and neither does anybody else mm-hmm. and so i am just i'm just a little surprised at how universally praised uh and again the savior complex stuff it's been mm-hmm. met with by media more mm-hmm. so than fans because i think fans largely follow media right and, and and honestly fans are at like a he he was outside the organization and his name is not ted phillips so i'm happy about it which like mm. cool that's fine but again other nfl fan bases don't talk about nfl presidents man <laughs> they just don't so i'm just i'm i'm curious where you th- what you think i'm missing in mm. terms of the impact that he's going to have no, I think if anything, I, I, I think a lot of what you're saying is accurate. I, I would agree that Ryan Poles day in and day out will affect winning far more than Kevin Warren. I, I would I would say that same applies to Matt Eberflus, Matt Eberflus because they're the ones interacting with the players, training the players, acquiring the players day in and day out. But there's there's quality ownership around the National Football League. Some teams ownership is better than others. Kevin Warren seemingly steps into the role to to be the one overseeing football operations in an enhanced way as opposed to the McCaskey family. And historically, the Bears' football operations have been overseen by the McCaskey family. Ted Phillips, the most recent sort of you know McCaskey family-adjacent yes, individual absolutely. who has been doing that. And so to your point about his name isn't McCaskey, there's that. And obviously, as you know, he's got his track record in the National Football League and being around a lot of success Prior to that, you know, Super Bowl with the Rams and a lot of winning in Minnesota with the Vikings, the stadium operation that went really well with with U.S. Bank Stadium there. And, you know, someone has to do it. Like, there's not someone from the NFL office that's going to come in and oversee that for the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears have to have someone in place to oversee the the, the design, the planning, the development, the, the oversight 
you know, the the operations of building that stadium. NFL may come in and say, oh, well, yeah, maybe you should tweak this or tweak that, or here's how other teams did it. But that can still be screwed up. And, you know, Kevin Warren has done that before. But yeah, as far as the if, – And, again, I guess if people would have just been like, this dude's going to build a great stadium mm-hmm. – and he's a great leader with attention to detail, mm-hmm. and he's not a McCaskey. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, cool. But in the, fact, it's kind of an overreaction to a new president. The champion, he's, the he, championships, mm-hmm. and it's not a football guy, but that's okay. Because for like a decade, all I've heard is people be like, they need a football guy to oversee the football guys. So. I've always thought that was fairly silly because every every organization has a top football guy. There, there's somewhere some where point, the, the football stops guy the football person. Stops somewhere. And yeah. this and I'm just and I just been pointing out that like this isn't that right. He hasn't hired a GM or a coach before. We no, have no he, idea. He does the, have far more sports executive oversight than Ted Phillips has ever had hundred percent right. right. But uh, that's my point though. It is not being treated as. Well, he's just not Ted Phillips, so we're pumped. Mm-hmm. It's this because like, it's a lot more than that. It, it is. It's. It is. It is an individual. You know the deal making he did over the last couple of seasons with the Big Ten. Like you, you know Kevin Warren's resume. So I don't USC, need to regurgitate UCLA, that UCLA, three of it. networks bidding in Big Ten rights. So th- all that this th- is th- things that you can't do in the NFL. You know, like all the things that are very impressive about what the Cubs have done in recent years with Wrigleyville, it feels like that potential can be there for the Bears and moving to Arlington Park, Arlington Heights, and everything else. Yeah. And Kevin Warren has a resume that shows he that shows he can maximize that, which is great for the Bears. Does that end up meaning that the Bears are going to go, you know, nine and eight in, instead of, you know, three and thirteen or three and fourteen or whatever next season? Doesn't necessarily mean that, but but it is someone with these things that the Bears have the potential to maximize. It can now have the Bears and they have someone in place to make this feel more like the the international brand, the international corporation that a franchise like the Bears should be. And to make it a point, Danny, that we haven't made yet, Kevin Warren was able to make people believe the Big Ten is watchable and marketable. <laughs> he did it multiple times. You're, you're talking to a Big Ten guy right here. I don't even care. Yeah. It was watchable back then. It's not watchable anymore. There you go. There you go. Shots <laughs> fired. Yeah, I guess so. But I, the But Kevin Warren coming in, and I do think part of the reaction as well is also enhanced by – Feeling like, you know what, the, there's maybe been some competence in place leading up to this point. Maybe the Ryan Poles higher and the Matt Eberflus higher. They seem competent at the moment. There's a lot of examples of the Bears over the last couple of years seeming like they're trying to figure out how do we modernize? How do we evolve as a franchise? And going out and getting someone who, you know, but by most accounts, is essentially taking a step down from a career perspective. Because, again, he had become the most powerful man in intercollegiate athletics. He decided not to do that anymore and to come and run the Chicago Bears. There's, I think, a lot of other hires that the Bears could have made that would not have been a McCaskey that maybe folks would have said, yay, it's not a McCaskey. They wouldn't have been coming in with Kevin Warren's resume. So I think that enhances the the recent idea that the Bears – are trying to improve, trying to modernize, trying to evolve, and then also the individual who they hired to do it, the, the resume he comes in with is is Uber. I, I, Theo Epstein may be the only more impressive Chicago sports resume specific to the task at hand than anyone's seen in their lifetime here. And I guess, and you, I, I don't even disagree with that. The only thing I say is the impact that Theo could have Obviously, he was also the dude making the trades and the signings right. and all of that. But, like, 
modernizing Wrigleyville and making all that extra money allows them to pour it back into the team. Mm -hmm. You can't do that in the NFL. Mm -hmm. There's a salary cap. There's a salary floor. It makes more money for the McCaskies. You maybe have more money to like eat a coach contract Mm -hmm. or something, but there's there. You can't just outspend everyone in the NFL. It's not allowed on, on the players. That's true. Your, your analytics department, how desirable you are to free agents, how your scouting is going. And and I don't know what the budget is for the Bears scouting department or anything like that either, but even something very simple, like Ian Cunningham's role didn't exist before Ryan Poles came here. Yeah. What else will now be new and modernized from a personnel, from a resource perspective that maybe Ryan Poles already had in mind, maybe Kevin Warren brings with him from other organizations he had been with? I can't wait to find that out. We'll take you up to Bulls basketball. Uh, there is one person who was voted into the new Hall of Fame. Just came out. For the, not the new Hall of Fame, the, the newest class of the baseball <laughs> Hall of Fame. We'll give you the name next on the score. Now rolling with a chance to give the Cardinals a lead for the first time tonight. Which he does. Is it gone? Yes. A missile down the left field line by Roland. His third home run in this LCS. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Put him in the Hall. One player and one player only made it into Cooperstown this year. And he did it with... The sixth smallest margin ever. You need 75% of the vote. Scott Rowland made it in by just five votes. Scott Rowland, your newest member of the Baseball Hall of Fame. He will be going in the 2023 class with Fred McGriff, who got in by one of those veterans uh, committees. Eight-time Gold Glover. Just a bunch of Marines voted Fred McGriff in. They're like, yep. That's not, that's not. <laughs> that's our guy. Not the, not the same. One dog. <laughs> not or the, watch dog. Crime dog. Crime, crime dog. dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One dog was with Lance Johnson, right? Yeah. You got it, dude. Yeah, I mean, who was the watch dog, though? I guess that guy wasn't popular in the clubhouse. Yeah, yeah. And if you played with a guy nicknamed the watch dog, be weary of that guy. <laughs> Real yeah, snitch. Uh, clubhouse lawyer. Uh-huh, we don't want that. The uh, Crime dog. Right. What was it? The instructor? Instructional video that gets results. That was McGruff, right? McGruff the crime dog. Uh, It's different from the instructional (laughs) video. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That was Zemanski. That was Zemanski. Thank God people are going to forget what I said. (laughs) Just ask Major League Superstar Fred McGriff. I'm so impressed with the instructional videos by Coach Zemanski that I've given them my full endorsement. When you watch them, you'll know why. I was listening to both of you, (laughs) and then I conflated what I was saying. Uh, Scott Rowland. McGruff always told us kids, make sure you hit the cutoff, man. Throw behind the runners. Take a bite out of the infield single. Back to back to back AAU national championship teams. Oh. Yeah. This is such a stupid radio show. Where's Speaks, by the way? I feel like Speaks is missing He's out on Spinks. this honor. He's still vacationing. <laughs> How is that possible? He came back from vacation. I don't know, but I'm going to include. Wait, you, if you thought today's Daily Show promo was passive aggressive, yeah. where I mentioned the still vacationing Matt Spiegel, <laughs> just wait until tomorrow. There's more. Yeah. All oh, right. there, there is, there is absolutely going to be more. I can right. always ratchet it up a little bit. No, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm really happy for him. Of course. Uh, yeah, sure, su- I can tell. I'm yeah. super happy. Right. Uh, would you have guessed that Scott Rowland had more than eight gold gloves? I would have. More than eight. I would have said more than eight. Eight's a lot. It's a decent amount. A decent amount. <laughs> how many third basemen have, how many infielders have more than eight gold gloves? Maddox probably has two, right? 
It's a good question. I mean, Ozzie Smith would have would have more. Uh, I mean, how many did Jeter win? And he didn't really deserve any of them. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, because it was just better. And my point is it was just like a reputational award. Mm. Maddox is 18. 18. Pudge Rodriguez, 13. This is the most at every position. Keith Hernandez, 11. Yeah. So yeah, he's, everyone he's got three uh, positions uh, on this list. What, do you want me to do every single one of them? I'd like you to do third base. Uh, this isn't Dan Bernstein. Like I, I'm not going to read lists here for, for the entire show. Third base is uh, Brooks Robinson with 16. That's a oh. lot. Nolan Arenado's got 10 behind him, or, or the, the most for an active. Most for an active. Arenado's got 10. All right. Yeah, it just it compiles. Like once you mm. become that guy, you often just like are that guy your entire career. And I, I mean, he was a great, great two way player, but. Fringe Hall of Famer, but now in Scott. That's Rowan. the majority of the Hall of Famers now. A lot of them are just going to be well, it have been not are going to be, but have been for a while now. Fringe guys because steroids has complicated the entire conversation. Yeah, you asked which one's harder to get in mm-hmm. off air, baseball or basketball or uh, or football. Or, or football. Yeah. I feel like it's a good question. They're both have the, these old school gatekeeper mm-hmm. mentality. I I feel like football. Because they have actual limits, yeah. you know, on, on yeah. what it, on what it can be, and they really still take the first ballot thing seriously. Mm-hmm. Like they they will just like talk about like, yeah, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, but he doesn't deserve to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> like, well, that's stupid. Uh, like, that doesn't make any sense. There's no like first ballot wing once you get yeah, to the Hall of Famer. Yeah, Fame, but that or... is so like so like I I don't really care about any Hall of Fame. Their their museums, they it's. People care, so I mentioned the the news, and it just broke during the show. I bet you Owen's going to like museums. You should take him at some point. We do take him. Oh, okay. So this isn't just a full anti-museum museums. You kind of sounded like you hated museums. Though. I mean, I don't love museums. Okay. But all right. <laughs> now we get to the core. It's all on the internet. <laughs> uh, no, we take Owen to museums. But I, I, I'm just saying the, the press that act as the gatekeepers mm-hmm. for these things that are largely museums, and then they play – moral arbiter of things right. is silly to me. Like the football hall of famer committee saying T.O.'s a hall of famer, but not first ballot because of like things that attitude problems. Yeah. Or something. That, like they judged right. him as being a questionable teammate. Right. It was like, but Randy Moss's image got rinsed, you know, because he played with the Patriots and, and won a and, bunch of games. And it doesn't say anywhere that, like, that's one of the criteria. Right. Like, they just, like, decided. Uh-huh. A, like, a bunch of sports writers just decided. So it just always rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. It was the same Charles Haley for a long time. He was very acerbic. He wasn't great with the media. Yeah. And just, you know, to his own admission, was not a great person all the time. But obviously, one of the great pass rushers in NFL history had to wait for a long time before he got in. Yeah, so that so that's the the, the subjectivity of it and the the moral high ground of mm. the gatekeepers of it bothers me. And yeah. if Bonds isn't in, well, then the whole exercise is stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if there are guys in that took steroids or were linked to steroids, yeah. which there are, Pudge Rodriguez, right? Like. David Ortiz. It, it, so if that happens, well, then the best guys aren't in. Then what are we doing? That's what I, I don't know how David Ortiz gets in and so many other guys don't. I mean, Barry Bonds is obviously the prime example of that. Roger Clemens, another great example yeah. of that. But it's all very, very gray on knowing for sure who was implicated or if they were implicated, who did it for sure. And if they did it for sure, did they know? Did they misremember and everything else? But in the end, 
you did it, put your numbers up, especially if it's presumed that you would have been a Hall of Fame status even without performance enhancers. You know, to me, there, there's certain guys who, who've earned their way in regardless. I mean, got, I was rooting for Barry Bonds just because he became I like, all of them. villainous to a fault. I mean, you know, some guys, you know, I found less appealing than others, but there was just this appeal because Barry Bonds was just so elite and so precise in so many ways in a way that we've never seen before. Yeah, I – They were allowed to do it. It wasn't against the rules of baseball at the time. Mm -hmm. They put up the numbers. The commissioner who oversaw the era is in the Hall of Fame, and players linked to it are in. So put Sosa in. So that's how executives affect winning. They allow steroid use. There we go. That is, yes. You you checkmated me. Solved it. All right, so the Bulls have won three straight, and this is a, a week where they have four games. So they came back from Paris and played one game in a week, and so now you got to make it up. So you play four games this week, <laughs> all against winnable teams. You won the game last night, uh, you know, dominated late, got the double-digit win over Atlanta. One-and-a-half-point favorite in Indiana tonight against the Pacers, who are obviously still without Tyrese Halliburton. You're 22-24. and 24. I feel like we've talked about this at like four or five different stretches of the season where it's like, now's the time. If the Bulls are going to be good, you go on the run. But – yeah, it's three road games, but it's in Indiana, in Charlotte, in Orlando. There is no reason why you cannot win those three games. That would be a six-game winning streak, and you would be over 500. The The bare minimum is a level of effort, engagement, urgency. You cannot step onto the court for any of these games looking disenchanted. I just I don't understand why or how that should be the case, regardless of coming off the long road trip to Paris. Either you want to be the team that makes the playoffs or you, you want to be the team in the play-in game or worse. Yeah, it, I mean, worse is in play. Right. You know, and, and they've played down to their competition, which is why this is no sure thing, but it's right there for you. You're healthier than the teams you're playing. You just had some decent rest. Go out there and trick us. Lie to us. <laughs> make us believe. Boomer Esiason tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Thank you to Connor O'Donnell. John Morosi, too. John Morosi as well? And, hey. and possibly uh, Peter Skaronsky. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you run your Big Ten as unwatchable yeah, take by him? Play that back for him. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that going Trade for Trade down a couple of times. Take Skaronsky. Right. All right. Thank you to Connor O'Donnell, Twitch chat and video stream. Shane Reardon, our executive producer. Thank you, sir. Chris Tannehill makes it sound better than we are each and every day. Big Ant Heron, thank you, sir. Right, do it again tomorrow. Let's do it again tomorrow. He's in for the still vacationing. Still? Matt, I know. I know. For Anthony Heron, I'm Danny Parkins. We are Parkins and Spiegel. Bulls basketball coming up next on The Score. All right. Thank God that's over. (laughs) I got a headache. All right. So, anyway, um, I got to be honest, Bill. That's just too much. That's over the We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.